Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today, I'm joined by Cassandra Smith, the founder of Change Your Narrative. Our topic today focuses on the power of choosing your mindset. So thank you for joining us, Cassandra. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I enjoy it. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am so happy to be living in sunny Florida. It's like yeah. one of the best decisions <laughs> I've lived in my life. Um, for the past five years, I've focused solely on helping people to write content, write their first book, create their marketing strategy. I enjoy that because I get to understand the power of story. And while that's a fun business, um, my passion is for bringing other people's stories to the surface where they're comfortable with acknowledging who they are and where they've been but also empowered to be able to make positive shifts so that they're putting their life in the direction that they want it to go. Right. Oh, it's actually very good. And jealous about the Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. I'll let you share. <laughs> now, what inspired you to create Change Your Narrative? And I guess tell us a little bit about what is Change Your Narrative. Sure. So to begin, Change Your Narrative is a overall mindset program. The idea is we all have a story. We all have a narrative, right? Mm -hmm. And too often, there are other influences in our stories, which makes us feel like we don't own ours anymore. And other people are in control of our life, in control of our book, in control of our narrative. And I believe that while it is so good to have healthy, positive influences come and help us know how to write our stories well, ultimately we're the ones who hold the pen like we're the ones in the driver's seat making the decisions for our life and so i like to walk people through a 20-step program that i built which is the foundation of the change narrative course on how do you do that like how do you identify the people who have positively and negatively affected your life how do you actually walk through making those mental mindset changes to make sure that you are not just continuing to be in a place where you are being damaged or in harm, mm -hmm. um, but to be able to protect yourself and protect and nurture good, healthy relationships. Um, and to answer the other part of your question, I worked with high school and college age students for about 15 years and found that mental health crisis is so prevalent, mm -hmm. not only among the young, but among all of us, as I think mm -hmm. the past couple of years has brought to the surface. Um, and so Change Your Narrative came from working with so many individuals at a local level, at a community level for years upon years and realizing they deserve to be empowered to make important changes. They deserve to have, you could say, a mentor, a coach, a guide, a big sister, a big brother. They deserve someone right. to walk with them, again, to acknowledge their story, right. but then to teach them how they can change it. I can't do it for them, right? right. Like. I can encourage, I can speak truth over their life, right. but ultimately we have to make these changes from the inside. Right. Well, that's actually really important because like you said, especially, you know, you see suicide rates and, you know, a lot of bad things happening with people who, yeah. you know, they have, they, everybody has their own background, but a lot right. of times people don't have an outlet 
you know, and having someone who can listen to them, support them, give them guidance, you know, especially now everybody's working and nobody's there to, with the kids. We're not always ready to step into a counselor's office. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes we don't even know how to broach good conversations with a spouse, with a friend, with a peer, Mm -hmm. how to articulate the language of our own story, which is why I created a platform that's very personal so Mm -hmm. that we can be empowered with those tools to know how to start telling ourselves the story first right. yeah. so that we can share in appropriate amounts with other people. And mm-hmm. eventually, you know, my heart, I, I tell people all the time, I am not a licensed clinical therapist. Mm-hmm. I can't fix it. I just want to give you a framework. And so ultimately for those who do need some professional services, I support that. And I want to be able to point them towards those avenues like here's a good website here's a good um this that and the other so resources were very important to me nice now how has the power of mindset impacted your own life so the funny thing is is when you write a book or an online course or a coaching platform i think as the author you might think like i did this like i now know how to handle everything right no (laughs) It doesn't mean that I've conquered my past. It means that I have a framework that I can continue to return to so I can make changes. And so it's helped me in that I I now know my boundaries where I go, you know what, I'm not going to allow that professional working relationship in my life anymore, or that's not a good client, or you know what, in this friendship, I need to make some changes, or I need to go in and do some soul work and some mindset work for myself. And so I can't say that there's like some one huge, crazy change. It's more, I feel like I know how to navigate now and say, I want to keep holding the pen. I want to keep writing the story that I want to. Mm -hmm. And I return like in my head all the time, like, yes, chapter seven, you know, (laughs) that's how this works. And even in the moments that still hurt, we're still difficult. I I had a situation this past week where, something just went sideways on a zoom call and i hung up and didn't understand why someone had responded the way they did and like i sat there for a while and was like okay wait what do we do like what did i say we're supposed to do right now so it's just a continual um keeping me on course and keeping me on track yeah, I always say life is a work in progress. You have to just keep going, keep going. Things change. And, you know, but like you say, just knowing that you have the power over yourself is like Correct. a major key. Correct. Nice. Now, what tips can you provide to help other people shift their mindset? Sure. So the one that I really like to talk about is defining your authors. I I know there's tons of different types of people and it's a little overgeneralized, but I like to think of it in three categories. You have untrustworthy authors, dark authors, and trustworthy authors. I think a lot of times we think that's like good or bad. You know, like we've got the trustworthy people and the the people that are dark. But there's this one in between, which is the untrustworthy. And figuring out it's okay to label someone as untrustworthy, even if they've been in your life for decades. At least gives you that mental freedom to say, sure, like I can be cordial. I can be in a you know, low threshold trust relationship with someone, but I don't have to give you access to me. I don't have to give you access to my dreams or my fears. Just because we're in proximity does not mean I have to trust you. And then if they've got a 
a dark author, someone who really is a villain, they've caused damage, harm. Listen, no proximity, like you're out. You don't get any access to me. And then the trustworthy, knowing the people who really are there for you. And again, they're not the ones who are writing (sighs) the story. God bless you. (laughs) They are championing for your story and they're championing for you to keep holding that pen and writing a good story. Nice. And so I like to walk people through an exercise where we go, who is who? And it's okay to say who is who. And sometimes even just labeling is so empowering. And so I'd encourage anyone who's listening, consider you know getting on a blank piece of paper and just writing who are all the influences in my life? Who are all the voices that I'm listening right. to? And where do I need to move you know, that access level right. um, so that there's healthy boundaries so you can protect yourself? And it's good having an outside person because sometimes, you know, internally you you don't see it. Like I right. say, for example, when I know some people, their families are the most toxic people, Correct. but that they're their family. And, you know, sometimes you need an outsider saying, well, who are the people that are not letting you proceed further? Correct. You know, so, Correct. you know, having that outside guidance and letting them know that it's okay. Um, well, it can feel really like betrayal. Like if you name someone, you know, untrustworthy, then like, why don't you like uncle so-and-so? Why are you mad at your brother? Why? You know what I mean? Like, no, no, that's okay. I'm not saying I'm going to put all over social media. So-and-so right. is a dark author. No. Yeah. But that internal knowing of who is who and that don't really have to interact with them past civility and respect right. and cordialness but they're not your bff and it's okay right. to say it yeah yeah i mean i always tell everybody you know you could love them and that's all great you can you know go to thanksgiving dinner and that's all great and everybody gets along but at the end of the day when you want to talk about you know what you're right. doing a new thing you pick and choose who are there for you who are your supporters your cheerleaders right yeah. oh, i think it's really important to you I use the term like issues and tissues. Like right. who, are you, who are you sharing your issues and tissues with? And like you don't 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 hand away to just anyone. You you are the prime steward of your own story. Right. And then when you can find other people who know how to care for your story well, man, they're the people that you can share those issues with. Yeah. Now what have been some of the biggest challenges you faced in helping people change their narratives? I think it's really difficult to believe that you have the power that you do. Yeah. And as I like to use the term like care worker as someone who cares and is investing in the life of someone else, it can be difficult when you, you can see it, you can see someone's value, you can see their worth, you can see the opportunities in front of them. Right. But there's something in their head and heart that says it's not safe i can't do that right. and it's it's that difficulty of wanting to rescue someone knowing they need more time sometimes it takes me years to make the right decision mm-hmm. because i need to recognize i can and i need to give someone else that same grace of time and mm-hmm. still support them and stand with them through a longer process look i might have written a bunch of books and it can be like oh read until page you know 89 and you're good that's the way life works like that's right. just not practical right. and just because i can see each mile marker or what i think each mile marker might be in someone's life does not mean that that's the route they're going to take and right. i need to give them that freedom so sometimes yes it can be frustrating is not the right word 
heartbreaking, actually, yeah. when you see someone struggling through the pain to heal. Yeah. But it, you know, I still consider it an honor to be able to stand with someone as they're taking those hard steps because sometimes yeah. just one single six inch step, yeah. you're still going in the right direction. Yeah, but even if someone has like many hurdles and like you say, what works for one might not work for somebody. And, you know, so if you're with somebody and they're going through that, even though it's a process and it's painful and you have to watch it, once they get through that, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like they've taken off 20,000 layers of clothes and now they're free. Mm -hmm. So it's, Correct. you know, when they say good things happen to those who wait sort of thing, um, <laughs> you know, it is, you know, it is true because I know myself and other people have gone through so much stuff and we all reacted differently to how things happen. And, you know, once you finally get over that, you know, if you're in like a habitual type of situation and you finally are out of that, it's like, yeah. And, and then you're happy about how strong you are that you've overcome all of that. So not only that, but you've, it's like, imagine that like you're going through this dense wooded forest, right? And if you pay attention to your story, it's almost like you can leave ribbons around trees right. going like, here's the path out. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you feel free. I feel free. But I left some ribbons behind me, right? And right. so I can say, like, this is the way. You just have to get to the next maple tree. <laughs> you just have to keep going one more time. So it's powerful. The, I write, I help people to write books professionally, Right. right. And I'm amazed at how many people say, like, I just, I need to tell my story. I need to write. I want to help others because right. they made it through their forest and they need to to link the path together for others. That makes it feel redeemed or like it was worth it. Right. And I'm all about that. Like, share your path. Yeah. It may not be the same exact path. Like, I think we make that mindset or that mistake when it's like, oh, you just have to do that, 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 that work for you. We're still going to get to the other side, but like our right. ribbons might be a little bit different. Right. That's oh, all true. Now, what are the biggest successes you've seen from helping people change the narrative? Well, you know, I like to be very cautious in sharing too many details. I work with a lot of individuals and I like to champion for those who are taking back the pen from abusive situations, addiction, mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, suicide, and self-harm. So they're very private um, journeys that I like mm -hmm. to steward well. But I can say it's so encouraging to see people who 10, 12, 15 years later, right. you remember where they were. You remember what it was like to, to be with them in their lowest moments when right. it really, you know, you're kind of wondering yourself, is this, is there a way out? Right. And then to see them, you know, so many years later, they've got kids, they've got businesses, they've got families, right. they're doing important things in their communities. And I know that they had to earn that new life right, right. to work hard to heal. Right. Um, they put in the work right. and I'm so like, so proud. And I think of the people who go, who, you know, things happened unjustly to right. them. And they looked at that injustice and said, you, you don't own me. Like, yes, it was unjust and I'm going to work right. through it. And so there's just something so powerful of a, a life reclaimed. And when someone finds their voice in it, there's nice. nothing better. Nice. Now, how do you suggest people stay motivated to keep their mindset positive? It's easy to say, be positive. Fun. It's safe. Yeah. 
find a friend that you don't have to be positive with. Mm -hmm. Like, positivity is good, but I think we have to voice the negative and be able to wrestle through it in somewhere where it's not just going to be shot down, like, oh, just go be positive. Right. If you can voice the negative inside of a safe space, inside of a committed relationship, whether that is a professional service where you've got a contract to, right. that they're committed to help you, or it's a spouse, or it's a you know vetted right. best friend, having that place where you can talk about when it's not good helps right. to return you to where it is good faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. I mean, keep it bottled up inside, it just festers and then it'll explode. <laughs> Or it leaks out in ugly places that aren't really even related. Right. And it turns you into someone that you don't want to be. Right. Now, what tools and resources do you recommend to help people change their narrative? So when I began writing and when I, even before I wrote my first book, I actually did months of Google research on websites and YouTube videos and TED Talks and organizations that could help people because I knew that I was not the end all. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get people towards their solution. So what I did on my website, which is changingnarrative.org, is I listed out eight different topics, abuse, addiction, anxiety, bullying, depression, image matters, which is the word that I like to use for eating disorders or any times that we're struggling with self-esteem, self-harm and suicidal awareness. And on that page, or on my website, there's a page dedicated to each each issue that has loads of resources that can be downloaded per what you're looking for, or whether you struggle or whether you care for someone who does. And so I really want to create that library so that when someone did ask me this question, I was able to say, look, depending on what you are facing and who you are, whether you're struggling or someone else is, um, you're able to get that direct information that you need to help you. Because there's so many great organizations out there. There's so many people who are willing to talk about their stories and how they did take back the pen. And I want to point people towards them. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of resources. But honestly, if you're a person struggling, you know, you don't really know about a lot of that, you know. And that's why right. a lot of people just suffer alone, you know. Right. But there's so, I mean... I was blown away when I did this months of research to go like, there's so many people whose hearts are just like, man, we want to see you win. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point those who are struggling towards those people and go like, go connect mm-hmm. with them because I mean, there are support groups, there are chat groups, there are free chat lines. I know hotlines can go back and forth. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're great. Sometimes they're not, but there are organizations who want to support you and have tons of, low or no cost resources to help get you there that's good to know and people have to know that you know it's not a one and done deal like even with um, therapists you know there's thousands of them but not everyone works for everybody you you know i know like in the past i've dealt with other things and going to people you know you might see two or three before you find the one that you actually connect with so people i know some people go to one and they're like oh this is it's it's just not worth it try again you know so yeah you almost have to like it, this sounds, sounds terrible, so don't misquote me here. But you have to, like <laughs> date a therapist, mm-hmm. like you, there's almost this like dance of is this right, is this not right. right? A counselor once told me that, and I I never considered this, but like if you want to go to a counseling appointment, you're going to spend a lot of money for that. 
session, it's mm-hmm. okay to call the office and just say, can I talk to them for three minutes ahead of time and get that like click check? Like, does this right. work or not? Because if their voice is gruff or if it reminds me of the person who abused me, right. like you just need out fast. Yeah. And a, a respectable therapist should give you less than five minutes. Don't, don't get a free therapy session. Just have that connect check. Right. And I thought that was some great advice. Like I didn't know I could do that. I thought yeah. they were in control. No, this is a working relationship right. and it's okay to do that dance. Yeah, no, you're right. hundred percent. So now I know we talked about the positive, but now what advice can you give? Um, I guess, can you provide to help people stay, you know, focused on the positive and not necessarily dwell on the negative, I guess. Sure. Find the thing that matters to you and invest in it. That might be your kids. That might be your Saturdays at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. That might be a hike in the mountains. But I think we have to refuel one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it, it is difficult to stay positive, right? For me, one of the concepts I talk about a lot is schedule silence. It's okay to calendar blocks of time where you just need to be quiet because you just need to think. Or you just need to process your story. Or you just need to go to the movies. Like, mm-hmm. you you just need that Coke Zero and popcorn and movie because you just need to be for a bit. Okay, that's right. fine. Yeah. That's all right. And, you know, go do something that makes you laugh. Um, in, in my material, there's a segment called Perseverance and Endurance. And right off the bat, like, listen, this is not about, like, let's, grit it through like just keep going that's not perseverance perseverance is giving yourself what you need so you can take another step sometimes that means you just need to play or you need to rest or you need to dream and so staying positive doesn't mean just don't think about the negative or just transform the negative it means do the things that are positive in your life and invest in those nice good advice now what advice do you have for people who may be struggling to believe in themselves Do an internal audit. When was the last time that someone said something kind to you? When was the last time that someone said, like, I see something positive in you? And then write that down, but don't discount it. Because here's what happens is when we have, when we've had dark authors or untrustworthy authors mess with our minds, then even when someone says something positive, we tend to automatically discount it and go, well, that can't be true because so-and-so already told me on this. Dark authors, untrustworthy authors, try to take claim of your identity. Mm-hmm. And then so when someone else comes with a positive um, you know, say on your identity, it's easy to discount because sometimes it's just hard to fight to believe, right? Mm-hmm. So give yourself time, schedule silence, and do that internal audit where you can say, actually, you know, it was in fourth grade, but so-and-so told me like, hey, I could see you doing photography one day. That's really cool. It doesn't matter what it is, but go back and find those people who acted more like trustworthy authors and were able to speak truth, encouragement, positivity, and life over you. Right. I know it is hard. Like I know some people who've you know, maybe coming from different families or whatnot, they were constantly put down, put yep. down, put down. Yep. And it's decades of hearing that, that it, it almost, they start believing it. And right. they don't understand that you can't always, like you say, the dark authors, you can't always like buy into that. 
you know, right. it, it really takes somebody pulling them out saying, okay, take right. a good look at yourself, you know, but it, I think that's a big issue that a lot of people face is just, you know, their entire, you know, nowadays with TV and whatnot, you know, you're, you're right. seeing different things and that doesn't mean that that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. And I think also we, we tend to attach our identity to other symbols, to other celebrities, to other people mm-hmm. who we think represent us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's easy to feel attacked or, you know, as if you're being put down. Like, it's just hard because there's so much messaging. Mm-hmm. And if it aligns with the messaging that you've received, it's easier to just keep on think I'm not I'm not I'm not and it's that is hard it takes time like I think sometimes we imagine if someone gets kicked down and you know their identity is put down it's like oh you just need someone to help pick you up right like just this one time get on your feet no no, no. you have to imagine it's like they're in a mine shaft and they've been kicked down six inches at a time yeah. multiple times a day for years how far down there are they right. and do you know how skilled you have to be to rescue someone that's way down the mine shaft right. and how you can't actually bring them to the surface all at once. Right. You have to like reacclimate. Like it's a process to make sure that they're safe getting back to planet earth. Right? right. It's hard. And so I think one of my, my goals is to help um, care workers, help those who love someone who's struggling be intentional in the long haul to help bring someone back to that place where they will sit in the grass on the surface and go, I'm okay. Right. Because it takes time. Yeah. And like you say, it's not a one and done deal. Like, you know, especially like addicts and things like that. Just because you've overcome that doesn't mean that you still won't encounter hiccups down the road. And you have to really have that power and that support network to know that, Anytime you have that urge, I'm not alone. I have people who love me and I can do this, you know. And did we get to the root? Because with a lot of pain and behaviors and actions that we take in order to soothe our pain, you can fix an action. You can fix the behavior. Just go pick a new one. But if you don't root that part of your story that got damaged, I think that it'll surface somewhere. And so I'm big into believing in acknowledging the past without letting the past own you. But again, that's a very careful process. Yeah, that's all good stuff, though. Now, what impact do you hope to make with Change Your Narrative? I'm hoping that the individuals who don't know where help is and aren't quite ready to maybe step into a therapist's office Mm -hmm. understand that someone's ready to meet with them in a very comfortable setting, like our mm-hmm. cell phones. Um, I offer, you know, self-paced online mentorship courses so that I can mm-hmm. sit with someone and go, no, it's okay, like there's one more tool, there's mm-hmm. one more framework to uh, work with. I want to empower individuals to take back their own stories. But also, you know, you have those dream projects, right? And I, I'm hoping, I want to partner with organizations who have the same idea of helping people to reclaim their life. Whether that's a human trafficking prevention um, or rehabilitation organization, whether it is an addiction recovery organization, we need a lot of help. And I I would love to 
partner with other organizations to help champion that forward going, I've got a tool. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Can I put you on my list? Like, I think we're all better when we rally for each other's stories together. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to make a personal impact, but also be a part of a network and be able to contribute to it. Right. Even with companies, though, I mean, there's oh, yeah. some of the big, you know, companies they have, you know, they'll put together like, I don't want to say training, but because mm-hmm. I guess back in the day when somebody just had enough and they went postal, so to speak, um, they would have these, whether it be annual or semi-annual, just like a group setting, let everybody know, you know, even something like that, just mm-hmm. letting people know, because a lot of people won't talk out in a group, but if you right. came in and said, okay, everything's going to be okay, you know, here's what you do in a big stressful situation, but at the end of the day, anybody wants to talk to me one-on-one, here's my Correct. Card, you know, you know. Correct. So tell me again about how companies could take advantage of this. Sure. You know, I got some feedback pretty early on that there were groups that would want to go through this instead of just individuals. And I like to empower facilitators um, or leaders, managers to be able to go through that and know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I created a six week program so that smaller groups, I would say less than 20, can go through um, just one week at a time for six Mm -hmm. weeks. And understand this framework so that they know how to have good conversations with each other, but also with themselves so there's not that mental block on the inside. Right. So I love connecting to corporations as well, just to help them feel like they've got good tools to keep their people just well empowered. Right. Well, that is good. Because I, like I said, I know a lot of the bigger companies, you know, at the end of the day, when something bad does happen or somebody leaves because they were disgruntled or whatever the case may right. be, it's always look back on the company. What did you do to prevent this? Right. So teaching them how to communicate with your people. And Correct. if any, you know, because so many people say, oh, my door is always open, but it's not, <laughs> you know, and, right. you know, there's just so much stuff that goes on behind closed doors. So it's good to know that, um, you know, train these companies so that they keep out of trouble, but they keep their employees safe too. Right. And then to follow up with, you know, it's not just that class, but it's also, here's all those resources. If you are struggling with something, those companies can also point them in the right direction. And it kind of removes the burden of having to have like a mental health arm inside your company, but you're still partnering with mental health tools. So your people can get, get the right help and be taken care of. Cause that's ultimately what we do want. We just don't always know how to start the conversation. So I want to help facilitate that. No, but that is cool because, you know, the people always laugh. You spend more time with the people in an office than you do at home sometimes. Literally, you're with them, you know, 8 to 18 hours a day. You get home, you eat, you're going to bed. I mean, literally, you're with your spouse, your family, what, two, three hours? I mean, so you you want to know that they actually care enough about you that they're willing to help you. Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Good. So anything else you want to add or tell, tell us about? I guess I would just say... You know, dare to believe in your story. Like, dare to believe that, yeah, there was some not great stuff that happens in each of our lives, but that is not the thing that owns you. Your your identity is not your worst day. Your identity is not your worst mistake. Mm-hmm. Your identity is something that you can take control of. Mm-hmm. And control can be somewhat of a negative word, and I don't mean for it to, but it's mm-hmm. something that you can take back and you can steward once more. Mm-hmm. And I think our identity is always unfolding. It's not like, oh, I'm just this one thing. We have a lot mm-hmm. of secondary titles that come and go in life, but deep down in who we are, that's something that remains with us and it's worth fighting for. Even though it's hard, um, it is worth it to reclaim the parts of your life mm-hmm. that are painful 
So if that pain isn't in the driver's seat, you are. Well said. Now, how can people get a hold of you? I would love to connect. My website, changeyournarrative.org, is the best way. Um, I do have a um, free lesson on there. If someone just wants to try the video mentorship and understand what is a narrative, we're here for you. We want you to be able to try that, whether you feel like you're struggling or you love someone who does. Part of what we do is train customer. So how you mentioned with the corporate offices, we train facilitators on how to have these conversations. So nice. I would love to connect and be able to get some good resources into each other's hands. Nice. Thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was Cassandra Smith, the founder of Change Your Narrative. Thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the channel. Thanks, and thanks again. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.